The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and riding shotgun with me is Tony. Hi, everybody. Excited to be riding shotgun once again here. Yeah. Yep. I don't like backseat drivers, so you no. ride shotgun. Absolutely not. <laughs> you are not Miss David Daisy. So uh, this old space show series will follow the exploits of a man and his car. The first season of Knight Rider. Today we are here to discuss the fifth episode. Bear with me; it's a tongue twister. Slamming Sammy's stunt show spectacular. Oh yes, the onomatopoeia is strong with this one. Woo wee! Oh. <laughs> Michael and Kit join a stunt show, which a wealthy banker is trying to force out of business. It doesn't take long for them to become the main attraction, even if Kit has to face the undignified distinction of being decorated all over with stars. All right, this one's directed by Bruce Bilson. He has done, like, classics of a TV from, like, Bewitched and Get Smart. Through to like here in the 80s, Simon and Simon, Scarecrow, Mrs. King. And of course, he touched on MASH. This might be our first MASH director I've ever had on HBO. Or HBO. <laughs> we are old space show. Uh, we are OSS, not HBO. But yeah, so I, I that was a title. I'm like, oh, I don't think we've had, or Bewitched too. I don't think we have a director of that. We've had get smart writers and directors and stuff like that. But this is the first time I think MASH has popped up on an old space show thing. Uh, this one is written by Paul Edwards and John Allen Schwartz. Uh, and stars David Hasselhoff, Edward Mulher, Patricia McPherson is actually in this episode. William Daniels, Eddie Firestone, Susan Case, Phil Cacioletti, Mark Alamo, and Lynn McCarthy. Uh, This one, uh, I noted uh, one of the writers goes on to watch, or watch, (laughs) he probably did, but he wrote uh, for like Baywatch Nights. Ah. So that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, And he wrote like Fall Guy, 21 Jump Street, and Quincy episodes. Here's a weird one though. The Schwartz guy who wrote it, yeah. he directed Faces of Death one through six. <laughs> wow. Do you remember those? Yeah, absolutely. So that those, was a deep cut. <laughs> those were a VHS store staple where um, it was like this thing for kids listening to Old Space Show. There was these VHS tapes that were like, hey, <laughs> do you want to watch people die and bad shit happen to people that's real? <laughs> And you'd be like, oh, man, yeah, Mike. It was like a dare thing to get at the at the rental store. So I don't think anyone yeah. bought Faces of Death. But they're all, I think they're like fake or they were like news footage from like other other countries that were a bit more violent. But it's directed. Like that's, you don't direct Faces of Death. But okay. Right. Uh, but yeah, so they were um, 
they were like little dare things. They kept coming out with them, and they'd be supplanted by things like you know uh, backyard wrestling and things like that in the back in the day with the the weird things and the Jerry Springer tapes. But Faces of Death that was one of the like first you know in the era of like the eighties and early nineties of like, what do we do with this format? Like, and people trying yeah. out weird stuff, like, you know, workout tapes and just all sorts of oddities, but spaces of death was a staple. And this is crazy that here he is writing for Night Rider. That's wacky. Yeah. It was like the original, not the original, but yeah, like of the eighties and nineties, like the pseudo snuff show for lack of a better term. So yeah, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was one of those things like it was almost like a, a badge of honor for the, you know, for the for the adolescents to make sure that they saw one of them. And, yeah, I could sneak in, rent one and, you know, uh, spend your weekend watching it over and over and getting creeped out by it. So, yeah, well, and it never none of them ever lived up to the playground talk of them. No. Like, well, there's this one where this like demon shoots up out of a Ouija board and this guy like gets his head taken off. It's crazy. And then you run it. and It's just like. Hey, we are here at the crime scene, and oh my gosh, there's people who have been shot and killed. Like it's like that's it. <laughs> I was like, all right, but uh, so, anyways, yes, that's a, that's a nice little deep cut throwback there. Um, so this one, um, we get uh, we, this. I, I feel like this episode overall is like, well, let's keep doing cool car shit. That's what we that's yep. what we got right now. Yeah, uh, so just like the yep. We Absolutely. have one around a stunt show. What That's right. Just, just, yep. just like we talked about in last episode. Last episode was, you know, bikers and you got to have something car centric. And this one, yeah, mm-hmm. the the absolute thinnest of rationales. I'm pretty sure Devin's like, oh, it's a um, a friend of the foundation who who owns this stunt show. And I need you right. to go look at I'm like, no, it's not like this. This vague international foundation no, what, is not what, friends what, with the stunt show owner. <laughs> what benefit is this connection? Like. Like what better? Did, like it, I'd say, like well, he used to be a wheelman for us during this time, and he he's retired, and he has this, and he needs our help. We owe him. Like no, it's just like oh, he's got a buddy. He's got this like little show. He does shit. Um, yes. And Devin, though, man, his office is like super eighties Texas oil tycoon. Like 100%. wow. 100 <laughs> percent. So it's it's interesting because this episode kind of starts the vibe of like they're gonna meet in person now like it mm-hmm. used to be more of like a phone conversation thing and now they either meet in the office or they meet over a meal somewhere at a restaurant so mm-hmm. they get michael and Devin get the chance to get together but yeah his office at the knight foundation is uh is he, yeah, is Devin, he playing golf Devin, in this he, one in there too yes like, it's all yeah. stereotypical oh yes 100 percent. yeah Devin's Devin's doing all right but for for himself there in the in his classic 80s uh you know leader right style <laughs> guy watching back at headquarters um and we also uh michael and kit uh we get a good uh star trek line from kit here early on with the i'm a computer not a psychic that's right we got we actually get so weirdly we get a lot of star trek the the other star trek references more of a deep cut more of an old space show deep cut because you have marco lamo in this episode playing one of the bad guys like middlemen crony but he'll go right. on to infamously play one of the best Star Trek bad guys of all time, Gold Ducat, in yes, uh, Star Trek: yep. Deep Space Nine. So it was very cool to see him. I'm like, as soon as I saw his name in the credits, I'm like, I'm like, oh, am I gonna recognize him without <laughs> the Cardassian makeup? And sure enough, I mean, as soon as you see him in the stands with this little uh, with this little grimace, you're like, oh, yep. there he is. There's yeah. my guy. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, Gold Ducat, so good. Um, one of the best Trek villains of all time. 
Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. people could argue of the best. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I want to talk about Deep Space Nine now. Anyways, we're on Night Ride. <laughs> Save uh, it. Save it for the future one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be the Star Trek to do because it might be the best one. Um, uh-huh. Some argue. Uh, so <laughs> we do get Bonnie back this episode. She's, so, she's basically going to be our kit mechanic. She hangs out in the semi truck uh, to work on him. And I feel like they're here in this episode. They're trying to craft a will they, won't they with her and Michael. Like a little bit, yeah. That wasn't in the other episodes that she's been no. in. No, yeah, yeah. It, it it's very heavily and interestingly, like yeah. So it starts, yeah, in the previous episodes. It definitely feels like it's just another one of Michael. It's just Michael being Michael, right? Like any. Mm. Any 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 skirt he comes across, he's gonna give it a go, right? But yeah, the, but this yeah, this is where it maybe starts. The Bonnie's maybe giving a little uh, interest to him back as well. So uh, yeah, interesting to kind of see those seeds planted in the one scene every episode mm-hmm. that Bonnie gets. <laughs> right, and I re- I re- I'm really liking Patricia McPherson here and stuff. And I I've looked her, she doesn't her career's not really much. Uh, this is like the biggest thing she does is Knight Rider. Yeah. And, and I know they, next season, they, um, speaking of Star Trek, they Gates McFadden her and then only to have to bring her back because people are like, why the hell did you do that? Like, yeah. what was the point? <laughs> so, yeah, they, they will do that. So, yeah, it's just really interesting that she didn't really... I don't know, go anywhere from here because I think she's got an interesting presence that I like here. Um, yeah. And I mean, she's easy on the eyes too. That that always helps, especially in the 80s. But um, yeah, so the the plot here is there's a stunt show having problems, getting pressured. Uh, and the guy's basically like, I'm not shutting down. He, he does this stunt with a car that he blindfolds himself uh, and, and has got a son who's hungry to be to take over for his dad. And a daughter that's kind of the mediator um, there with things. But Michael goes to, to befriend it uh, after an incident occurs because a guy, some mysterious figure, couldn't be the random guy that works for them, the Creeper Mario. Don't know about <laughs> him. Uh, siphons gas from his, his stunt car from the the container labeled gasoline in really <laughs> big letters, which I'm like, I can figure what they're doing here. It's um, right. They wanted to, yeah, leave nothing to the imagination there. So yeah, it's like, uh, what's he doing? Like, and of all the things you could do to the car, just to take out enough gas that 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 he would run out of gas, like at a, that perfect know, time. At that perfect right. time, that that would, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. interesting, uh, yeah. And yeah, and, and it's funny because like now, you know, like like so the yeah, the shadowy figure who we who obviously is very clear as Mario. Like it <laughs> yeah, becomes no. clear. Did, at like, any point did you think it wasn't going to be Mario? Because no. I like right from the get go, I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the figure. So it's it's even worse when you're rewatching it on streaming because I tend to watch everything with closed caption just because I do. And literally halfway through his skeevy scenes, it starts to label like when he's in the car talking to Mark Alemo and he's all in shadows and you're yeah. still not sure who it is. It says. Mario, and then he's ah! they're like, we're not, no, we're not fooling anybody. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. So the the, the guy, the car goes into flames through this because he's jumping through a flaming hoop and over cars. But like, 
it didn't blow up. So I'm like, nice restraint, Knight Rider. Nice restraint. Well, it's but they had to let the guy live. Why? Too. Why would it blow up? Why would it even go into flames? Because clearly, it's out of gas. What's flammable in there right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Yeah, it is the little little leftover gases. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to I want to bring up that we haven't talked about yet with the show is I love the little like going to commercial freeze frames and transparency screens. So like oh, a yeah. freeze frame. It'll move to the smaller square and have some like wallpaper background of like kit or something. Yeah, the the only way it could be better is if the square it freezes to like it did the classic like DVD thing and like bounced around (laughs) (laughs) from corner to corner. Oh yeah, that would be fun. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's so that's so it's it's so fun to watch that. This is this is one. I mean, Mm -hmm. just like the, the whole show just kind of it just has that nostalgic like. Like it's so chintzy, but you love it. Like again, I'm I'm doing my rewatch on streaming service, and so yeah. when the episode starts and the theme song comes on and the little skip intro button comes on, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, if there's any show, any old show that you are not skipping the intro of, mm-hmm. it's this badass theme song. I'm like, yep. nobody better be skipping this intro. <laughs> it should be a locked out. It should be locked out. Um, right. So basically here, Michael wants to take over. He's like, comes here like, hey, Mav magically showed up at this time with the guy injured. Um, and he wants to to do the big trick. But the guy's like, you could never do it. And he's like, yeah, I can do it, please. And uh, during this time, like the saboteur, Mario tries to like sabotage Kit. Like, it's no, no Mario. It's not going to happen. Um, and so Michael decks out like Kit with stars on him. And he goes, Kit says, I fail to see how these stars enhance my capabilities. But Michael's like, either you get the stars or get painted red, white, and blue like these other cars. And he's like, keep pasting, Michael. Keep pasting. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of, we're really settling into that kind of back and forth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, buddy cop, you know, mismatch pair type of type of vibe they're going for. So, yeah, it's fun. And I think it it, it helps, too, that obviously uh, Kit has a very, you know, he's got that British tone. And, you know, he's, yes. he's supposed to be very, like, stuffy official computer no type, nonsense, of, type of all vibe, logic, right? yeah which is yeah. funny because he makes some of the funniest like chinziest jokes in the entire episode every yeah. episode <laughs> oh for sure um i do love so michael has a, a uniform and it's got like an mk logo all over his stuff. i'm like did you have this yes. already from something else like so funny you were like some fbi guy before this like where'd you have the michael knight attire like laying around um so like, oh, and the sabotage guy wants to like poach Michael from this show, and he's like, no, no, uh, and they're like, okay, we're gonna take down Michael. Uh, UC has an accident, a real for real showstopper. <laughs> dun dun dun. Oh, cut to the box commercial. <laughs> if yeah, if night goes, the show goes. If the show goes, you get your money. Like that's so good. Oh line. goodness. And they call, oh, I love the announcer guy calls him Cat. Cat, yeah, that's right. Gets pissed about it. Um, so, so their plot of this is to drug Michael before the stunt happens. Um, and so, you know, I did notice this. Michael has to give Kit power to, to, to drive on his own through the rest of the stunt. But when Kit does the stunt, do you notice we never see him land? Yes. Um, yeah. Because yes, you can tell both. I because both times 
you can see, yeah, we never see the landing, but you can see the Trans Am is coming down at this atrocious looking it's angle. Like, like, oh, he's going to lose his whole front, hundred yep. <laughs> percent. Absolutely. Like, how many takes before they just said, "Ed, we'll just cut it right there." Yep. Yep. They could. They yep. didn't even film like an insert of just a perfect land because it probably would have looked too tr- clunky. Um, yep. So yeah, Michael chasing Mario is kind of a cool in one shot. There's like a cool shot of it that happens there. I was like, oh, that's kind of that's that's neat. That works. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how how they go. Yeah, kind of go kind of go around and underneath the because that's what they're they're underneath the stands and yeah, like yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a I I give again we give all credit in the world to the cinematography yep. and the stunt team because it's they really still looking the big. A game hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yep, looks 100%. way. This looks like it's not quite movies, but it's too good for TV almost at this time. Like it's <laughs> sure it works. Um, and so Michael ends up getting a confession out of them by recording on the kit watch, which you mentioned showed up last episode. Um, That's right. So it's being used in other ways, and that they've got them. They're, they're, <laughs> we can continue doing the stunt show, uh, which uh, we the closing scene is in the semi again, uh, where Bonnie's fixing Kit's damage and removes the decals. But Sammy can't drive, and that stunt show needs to go on. So Kit and Michael are going to have to do the show for the next three weeks. And he says, Michael says, why don't you and Bon Bon stop by and check out our act? <laughs> and then uh, Kit starts suggesting some like crazy stunts, uh, which uh, open the, uh, the, okay, you guys can do this, uh, Bonnie and Devin. But like, that's, yeah, kind of funny. But Bon Bon, I wonder bon if that's bon. going to stick at all. It's an interesting, uh, you know, like I said, there. This this is definitely the first episode where you feel that kind of shift of like Bonnie is more than just. I, I don't know. Maybe the writers wanted to make sure she wasn't confused with like the eye candy of the week and things like yeah. that. And so they were maybe trying to trying to give her a little bit more like character depth in terms of like how she could respond to them mm-hmm. and things like that. So, so yeah, and th- this may be the this may be the uh, I guess this is unsubstantiated or unconfirmed, but this may be the first episode that in order where she gets more than one scene right. of the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, she's there. I mean, obviously she's probably shoots four episodes at a time on one set. Cause she's not sure. left that, that part. But I, I, you know, I thought this was kind of a dumb episode, but I liked it a bit. Like it was kind of, kind of dumb, but like I enjoyed what it was doing. It wasn't trying to be much. And it was just giving some car stunts. Some like I, thought some of the ridiculous some of the stuff that they were trying to fool us on was like funny entertaining in a bit oh yeah yeah um, i mean yeah it, it's okay i think for this show in particular i mean like if you're establishing right out of the gate that the the stakes on this one are relatively mm-hmm. lower like i don't think every week michael should have to like you know save the world or like stop topple the big evil right. corporation like you know like it's okay if something you know it's just a smaller thing to say like i think it sets expectations and yeah i enjoyed like watching like the cars i'm always fascinated by like car shows and stunts because i'm not a heavy car guy but like seeing a car get up on its two wheels on its side like i'm like how do they do that you know like that's kind of cool so (laughs) right and i think this is kind of a a nice little time capsule of like an episode like this and would i don't think i think you'd only see this as a part of a tv show from like the mid to late 70s to the early 80s like not that these kind of like stunt shows or something like don't exist anymore, but to like put it as a focal point or like to have your 
action show like focus a whole episode around it as if it's like some sort of big sort of relevancy that seemed to be commonplace for like I could see like Captain America on that TV show stopping by and having an episode surrounding like this like and um but I don't you know like after like it's only in this little period of time would this have been like somewhere we're like oh we'll we'll stick an episode during this oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i uh, uh yeah while i was watching it i was like maybe like is evil knievel gonna show up and guest star but i bet <laughs> at that i bet at that point he was too big to do something oh, like that yeah. like, he was too cool for school at that point yeah. so you, you know have to, so. <laughs> you have to sell for super dave um that's that, right <laughs> but yeah so no i yeah i'm enjoying what they're bringing every week every they've all felt quite different they've managed to do different car things despite you know being handcuffed to like well we got to figure something out with these cars they've done different kinds of action different kinds of stunts or utilized it in ways that feel relevant and less shoehorned in so it's it's actually granted 22 episodes is a long way to keep that going but you're right you're right yeah i think yeah yeah i think some of the biggest concern maybe uh, again you know especially looking back at it from the current from 2022 where I talk to my car daily and it talks back and things yeah. like that. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, Oh, this is going to be a one trick pony, but they're no, they're, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're riding the pony very effectively. And I think it also, I think it helps that kit is developing. It feels like he's developing kind of a personality along the way mm-hmm. too, you know? So, um, so yeah, I definitely, yeah, I think it's a, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing a great job. It's, uh, it's, it's like I said in the, and I think our first episode, it's just as engaging to me now as I remember it right. being back when I first watched it, which is a huge testament to what, what they've created. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, but uh, Tony, for now, let's shift gears, look on toward the sunset before we hit the horizon. Where can people find you? Yeah, come hang out with me. Uh, I am the senior editor at sciencefiction.com, so you can wander over that way and we can talk movies and TV shows and all sorts of good stuff anywhere on the social medias. Uh, you can find me at the ever original at Tony Schaub. All right. Uh, hashtag wham slam. Thank you, Sam. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brad4QHD. We're going to work on whitesoulblue.com. Uh, that. Tim Burton Retrospective continues with part six on Monday with special guest uh, Sabina Graves from io9 and Gizmodo. And uh, we'll be right back here next Wednesday for another Night Rider adventure, but from Old Space. Yes. Brandon and Tony, not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world. The world of Old Space Show. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.